Section 29 of A Failure of Initiative. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne. A Failure of Initiative. Final Report of the Select Bipartisan Committee to Investigate the Preparation for and Response to Hurricane Katrina by the United States House of Representatives. Command and Control, Part 2. Federal government also lacked unity of command across and within agencies. Like the states, the federal government also struggled to maintain unity of command across and within agencies. According to Louisiana SCO Smith, the federal government did not follow its own plan, the NRP, which calls for a unified command. In his prepared statement before the select committee, Smith stated, Anyone who was there, anyone who chose to look, would realize that there were literally three separate federal commands. Smith's statement goes on to describe these three separate command structures. FCO and the Joint Field Office, JFO. This was the unified joint command with the FCO, Loki, and SCO, Smith, located initially at the state EOC, then moved to the Joint Field Office in the old department store once that was established. The FCO, by doctrine, is the individual that is supposed to be in charge of all federal response operations, and only the FCO has the authority to obligate federal funds. Principal Federal Official, PFO. Smith said that the primary, sick, federal officer, PFO, by doctrine is not supposed to be an operational person directly involved in response activities. The PFO and Katrina went operational and began directing and guiding response operations and, to a large degree, left out the Federal Coordinating Officer, FCO. This was inconsistent with the NRP. The PFO cell was operating on its own, communicating directly with the Governor, communicating directly with the Mayor of New Orleans, and a myriad of other local elected officials, Smith said. Joint Task Force Katrina this command was intended to serve DOD active duty forces. According to Smith, whenever the task force commander of Hurricane Katrina, General Honoré, came onto the scene, he was also operating independently with little regard whatsoever for the Joint Field Office, which should have been the only unified command. The Select Committee found ample evidence supporting the view that the federal government did not have a unified command. For example, FEMA officials Loki and Wells supported Smith's position, saying the PFO was not supposed to have an operational role and was not supposed to bypass the FCO. They stated the initial PFO, Michael Brown, followed protocol. However, the second PFO, Coast Guard Admiral Thad Allen, immediately began directing operations and established a separate command in New Orleans set apart from the SCO and the FCO in the Joint Field Office. Both FEMA officials said Allen's direction of operations as a PFO exceeded his authorities as enumerated in the Stafford Act. Eventually, Allen was appointed FCO in addition to PFO. As Smith noted, DHS in essence acknowledges that there was a problem when DHS appointed the PFO as the FCO as well. DHS discovered the PFO did not have the authority to obligate money. Only the FCO has authority to obligate money. This issue also arose in an April 2005 national-level exercise sponsored by DHS called Top-Off 3, where there was confusion over the different roles and responsibilities performed by the PFO and FCO. 
the pfo issue is also discussed in detail in the national framework chapter fema officials also acknowledged that dod frequently acted on its own outside the established unified command Loki said Honoré was directing activities from his JTF Katrina command ship, the USS Iwo Jima, docked pierside in Orleans, without coordinating with the FCO at the state EOC and later the Joint Field Office. He said Honoré, like the PFO, was coordinating directly with local parishes and was accepting tasks from them which violated established federal protocols. Requests for assistance are supposed to go from the local level to the state SCO, then to the FEMA FCO, and if appropriate, then to the Defense Coordinating Officer for DOD support. Some may forgive Honoré for bypassing this process because it was broken and therefore unworkable after Katrina, as we discuss in the National Framework chapter. In fact, Loki praised Honoré for doing what had to be done to get things moving. However, one of the results of Honoré's modus operandi of acting independently was further impairing FEMA's ability to maintain unity of command across the federal government. Assistant Secretary of Defense Paul McHale testified that military command and control was workable but not unified. Additional difficulties between FEMA and DOD are discussed in the military chapter. In addition to the problems with establishing and maintaining a unified command within DOD, FEMA struggled to establish a unified command with other organizations within DHS. According to Wells, the Coast Guard did not fuse their command in the search and rescue operation with the state and FEMA. Wells stated that, for the U.S. Coast Guard, who had junior officer representation but no authority to direct search and rescue air operations, all operations were directed by senior Coast Guard officers from another location. These officers refused to meet and conduct joint search and rescue operations with FEMA and state agencies. Captain Bruce Jones, the Coast Guard officer in charge of air operations, commented that airborne search and rescue was sufficiently coordinated between the Louisiana National Guard's Task Force Eagle at the Superdome and the Coast Guard's Air Operations Center at Belle Chase Naval Air Station, and that having two incident commands was an effective way to divide the workload. Regardless of the positive outcome of saving lives, there was not unity of command across the function of search and rescue. In addition to its problems coordinating with other federal agencies, FEMA had problems coordinating its own activities. Because most communications systems were impaired, Loki could not talk directly with his advanced team leader in New Orleans, PAR. Thus, they were unable to coordinate their activities. As another example, Loki and his staff in the EOC did not know another FEMA official Marty Behemanda was in New Orleans during and immediately after landfall until they were informed by FEMA headquarters on late Monday, August 29th. Before that time, they did not even know Behemande was there or what his function was. More generally, Loki said the federal government and particularly FEMA were overwhelmed. Overwhelmed organizations cannot achieve unity of command. Louisiana EOC conference calls provide additional evidence there was a lack of coordination within FEMA. Once emergency communications were restored and the Louisiana EOC restarted its conference calls with the parishes on September 9, it was clear FEMA activities were not well coordinated. The September 9 call recorded a discussion in which Smith stated FEMA's right hand is not always knowing what the left hand is doing. Parish officials agreed with this assessment and provided several examples. They noted the local FEMA representatives, situated in the parish EOCs, 
were working hard to resolve their problems, but that other FEMA people just kept showing up. The call indicates some FEMA officials were making commitments to various local elected officials without coordinating with the FEMA FCO, the state EOC, or the parish EOC. One parish official said this situation was creating downright chaos. Temporary housing was cited as a particular area where FEMA coordination was unacceptable to the state and parishes. According to Smith, a FEMA regional housing team was not coordinating with the JFO. Smith said he blew his top that morning because these FEMA regional officials were bypassing the state and parish EOC process in planning for temporary housing. FEMA needs to have appropriate state and parish representatives involved in any FEMA discussions of temporary housing, he said. Smith told the parishes the FEMA FCO needs to ride herd on the FEMA regional housing group so they follow established procedures. Finding. Lack of communications and situational awareness paralyzed command and control. Localities without communications could not participate in unified command. One of the key factors that impaired command and control was the lack of communications and situational awareness. While the reasons for these difficulties were detailed previously, see the communications chapter, their impact was to paralyze normal command and control mechanisms. Many local governments in Mississippi and Louisiana lost all communication capabilities for some period. This prevented them from communicating their situation to the state level. Alabama, as noted before in this chapter and the communications chapter, experienced relatively few communications problems. Federal and state officials alike concluded their communications capacity functioned well during their response to Katrina. The Alabama EMA has various communications redundancy programs to ensure that it maintains a high level of connectedness throughout the state. The EOC has equipment and trained personnel to communicate over all types of communication networks, including satellite, 800 MHz digital phone service, amateur radio, and others. Communications systems and capabilities are viewed by AEMA staff as a strength, and during Katrina this redundancy proved effective. That said, the goal of true interoperability within and among county emergency response and law enforcement agencies remains elusive since each county has its own authority and timetable to procure communications technology. In Mississippi, most land-based communications systems, including cellular phones, were inoperable. According to Mississippi's EMA Director Robert Latham, voice and data systems statewide were also inoperable. As a result, often the only communications capability present in Mississippi for both the state EMA as well as the affected counties was through satellite phones and radios, which operate by connecting to satellites rather than routing calls through land-based lines or cellular towers. Despite FEMA efforts to bring in additional communications capabilities to the affected counties, EOCs, Carwile reported that communications capabilities were far short of what was needed to be effective. To illustrate the problem in Louisiana, the EOC uses conference calls as a way to provide command and control and ensure unity of effort among the state and affected parishes. However, after the conference call during landfall on Monday morning, August 29, the parishes lost their communications capabilities and were unable to convene another conference call until 11 days later on Friday, September 9th. Even then, the participants in the conference call noted that it was still hard to make regular phone calls. State of Louisiana officials lost local input to unified command and were unreachable for coordinating activities. 
the state eoc in louisiana experienced its own communications problems with officials in the eoc unable to communicate reliably with local officials other state officials or federal officials in one conference call smith noted that part of the problem was the state eoc had not been wired for the volume of communications required for a major catastrophe many emails noted the difficulty of communicating with the state eoc as one example a u.s northern command northcom email that laid out the procedures for requesting dod assistance through the defense coordinating officer in the eoc also emphasized the eoc telephone appeared to be continuously busy federal government also lost communications and failed in initial efforts to improve command and control similarly the federal government lost some communications and initial efforts to bring in supplemental capabilities to improve command and control were unsuccessful for example fema has a mobile command and control suite named red october which is housed in an oversized tractor trailer loki and his staff said during hurricane katrina red october was pre-deployed to shreveport in northern louisiana to keep it out of harm's way but also to allow rapid movement into baton rouge or new orleans after the hurricane passed red october once deployed and opened up had a command and control suite with about thirty workstations and robust communications as the situation unfolded in new orleans and the flooding destroyed much of the command and control capability of the city fema officials decided to move red october to new orleans to provide on-site command and control to its advance team and to help connect with new orleans and national guard authorities at the superdome however while some tractor trailers were able to get into the flooded city red october was unable to do so because of its oversized dimensions other fema communications vehicles such as the mobile emergency response support detachments noted in the communications chapter were not capable of driving through the floodwaters without damaging their sensitive electronic equipment therefore fema was unable to use these to restore command and control with its forward team in new orleans led by par finding a lack of personnel training and funding also weakened command and control a lack of sufficient personnel hindered command and control the lack of trained professional personnel at both the state and federal level greatly hindered the response according to fema the louisiana office of homeland security and emergency preparedness LOHSCP, LOSEP, had an inadequate staff both in numbers and training. There were too few professional staff provided by the state, according to Wells. The FCO operations chief, Tony Robinson, agreed, saying the EOC had only 40 full-time trained staff, leaving only 20 staff to operate in 12-hour shifts. 20 people were far too few to run the EOC during a large disaster, and the state should have developed a surge capacity, Robinson said. Wells said LOSEP's supplemental staff were inadequately trained, and LOSEP relied too heavily on the Louisiana National Guard troops to work the EOC. He characterized the guardsmen as well-meaning but not trained to be professional emergency managers. Wells cited this as one of the reasons the state EOC personnel did not understand the unified command under the ICS. Robinson also said the ability to effectively operate decreased as the state's cadre of professional emergency managers was augmented by these inexperienced guardsmen. FEMA was also significantly short on available trained staff to send into the field. Finally, Wells stated that, We did not have the people, we did not have the expertise, we did not have the operational training folks that we needed to do our mission. A lack of training also hindered command and control. 
in louisiana the lack of adequately trained personnel was also a major impediment to utilizing ics and achieving effective command and control over state and federal resources wells said the state personnel lacked overall discipline lacked clear control lines of authority lacked a clearly understood command structure and lacked consistency in operational procedures if people don't understand ics we can't do ics and if we can't do ics we cannot manage disasters he stated in testimony before the senate valuable time and resources were expended to provide on-the-job training in ics to state personnel assigned to the emergency operations center in baton rouge wells noted that state officials hired a consultant to teach their eoc staff about ics after landfall specifically the state hired former fema director james lee witt as a consultant and one of witt's staff a former fco was training the state staff in the eoc on tuesday and wednesday august thirtieth and thirty first wells said it was ridiculous to try to teach unified command after the hurricane had hit when everyone in the eoc should have already known it by then at that point it was too late and the training created additional confusion in the eoc wells said in mississippi ics issues were less of a problem according to carwile there had been training previous to hurricane katrina by the mississippi emergency management agency and on down to the county emergency managers so it worked well inadequate funding cited as reason for inadequate personnel and training as addressed more fully in the fema preparedness chapter the lack of adequate staff and insufficient training are directly attributable to limited funding for fema operations for example the funding for training exercises is and has been deficient this is evident in the lack of coordination of fema staff according to carwile training funding for national emergency response teams dried up in two thousand three teams sent to the gulf coast never had an opportunity to train together beforehand prior to activation the teams were nothing more than names on rosters this contributed greatly to the inefficient and timely delays in the initial federal response senator joe lieberman described the training and funding issues as a fema disaster waiting to happen because we weren't giving fema the resources to get ready for this finding ineffective command and control delayed many relief efforts the lack of effective command and control and its impact on unity of command degraded the relief efforts moreover the problems experienced individually by the local state and federal governments exacerbated the challenges of coordinating across all levels of government and prevented overall unity of command the evacuation of the superdome provided one of the clearest examples of how ineffective command and control and the lack of unity of command hindered urgently needed relief it was planned multiple times by different parties on the day after katrina's landfall parr worked with the louisiana national guard to devise a plan for evacuating the superdome through the use of chinook and black hawk helicopters after working through most of the night the plan was ready for execution wednesday morning parr and the louisiana national guard officer working with him estimated it would take thirty hours to completely evacuate the superdome however earlier that day blanco had instructed Landerneau of the guard to contact Henri of northern command to arrange for active duty military support of response operations in louisiana this request was made outside the unified command and without the knowledge of fema and par during the early morning hours of wednesday Landerneau instructed louisiana national guard officials at the superdome to cease planning for the evacuation as Henri would be taking charge of the evacuation project 
thus bypassing the unified command and requirements that state requests to federal agencies go through fema to further coordinate and limit duplication parr said this resulted in the evacuation of the superdome population twenty-four hours later than would have occurred under the joint national guard fema plan put together at the superdome other delays and poor assistance efforts caused by a lack of command and control mainly in louisiana include search and rescue search and rescue efforts were uncoordinated during the critical first days after katrina and the flooding there was no unity of command between the various local state and federal agencies participating in search and rescue efforts while heroic efforts by these agencies immediately saved lives there was little coordination of where the victims should be or actually were taken this resulted in victims being left in shelters or out in the open on high ground for days without food and water for more details see the evacuation chapter military support much of the military support was also uncoordinated the louisiana national guard and dod active duty forces under joint task force katrina were under separate commands federal attempts to bring them under the same command were rejected by the governor this resulted in delays in the arrival of dod active duty troops troops that provided a robust reservoir of manpower and a wide array of capabilities for more details see the military chapter medical evacuations there was confusion over which agencies or personnel were supposed to assist with hospital evacuations hospitals reported that army and fema officials came and surveyed the situation and never returned despite saying that they would this resulted in delays in evacuating patients with sometimes fatal consequences for more details see the medical care chapter lawlessness in new orleans the new orleans police department in addition to losing hundreds of its personnel who did not report to duty lost command and control over those who still reported to work this resulted in delays in determining where problems were dispatching officers to those locations and otherwise planning and prioritizing operations to restore law and order for more details see the law enforcement chapter conclusion in responding to hurricane katrina elements of federal state and local governments lacked command lacked control and certainly lacked unity some of the reasons for this can be traced back to the magnitude of the storm which destroyed the communications systems that are so vital to effective command and control in addition the magnitude of the storm created so much damage across such a wide area that it overwhelmed agencies and individuals who were struggling to mount an organized response but some of the lapses in command and control can be traced back to agencies and individuals demonstrating a failure of initiative to better protect their command and control facilities better clarify command and control relationships on location and better follow established protocols for ensuring unity of command this problem of not following protocols is summed up well in a recent dhs ig report on an exercise involving federal state and local governments all levels of government have a fundamental lack of understanding for the principles and protocols set forth in the nrp and the nims finally to some degree lapses in command and control can be traced to a lack of sufficient qualified personnel inadequate training and limited funding in total these factors paralyzed command and control leading to an agonizingly disjointed and slow response to the disaster end of section twenty nine